when Paloma Faith first burst onto the scene in 2009, I believe it was, I thought that there was something which was really interesting about her, and it was pop that she was producing, but I thought it was, it booked the trend. It was more interesting than other kinds of pop that were out there. And I've always been interested in pop. I grew up in the 70s. I was interested in what pop could be at that time and what it could be in the 80s and the different kinds of art pop and um, florid kind of pop of that time and the hardening around what you could have as pop in the 90s perhaps and right up to the present day with that current feeling of very confessional pop. And I thought also with Paloma Faith that the last certainly the last couple of albums um, have been not entirely booking any kind of trend and that's a shame for me and it might just be me but that's the way I felt so when this new album was called The Glorification of Sadness I thought that that might be and it still might I could be reading this wrongly, but I thought it was about the way that pop might be at the moment with that glorification of sadness. And what that does is if you are concentrating on um, having anxiety and if you are concentrating on mental health issues, which are a real and an awful and ongoing issue, if you are doing that all of the time and making programs about that and they're on every single day, and that, or every single week, and that sometimes is the way it seems, then occasionally that can make people feel, can make one feel that, oh, that's ordinary, that's usual, and it shouldn't be, should it? It shuts down the discussion around why. It's about, it's like the news, it's less about what do you think and more about how do you feel. So it shuts down that conversation about why. Why are people feeling this way? We can talk about several things. We can talk about capitalism. We can talk about expectation. We can talk about social media. We can talk about all sorts of things. But if you're talking about this is the way I feel, not this is what I think, then that's the kind of thing that's going to make people think, ah, it happens all the time. And that's understandable. It's understandable that people would think like that. There's also a discussion to have about the commercialization of that kind of feeling. So the album's called The Glorification of Sadness, and I was um, hoping, and I'm still hoping, that, that really that's some kind of precursor to a discussion about the glorification of sadness in pop at the moment. Because... That kind of discussion should be had, I believe. What we do have here to begin with is something which, again, books the trend. Unfortunately, it doesn't really continue throughout this album. And occasionally what we also have is that kind of very plummy, you know, what in the buckle, what in the buckle of the mouth kind of singing and that kind of cracked um, confessional vocal which really does conform to what's around at the, t- at, the, at the moment so for instance we start with sweatpants which has a really nice big feeling it takes off hugely it's got an acoustic it's got a big airy pop feel but it doesn't sound 
like much that's around at the moment. Now, pressure has that kind of big pop singing. It's got, it has got that ticking chart backing, but you've got both of them, you know, a sparse kind of backing, which is very much around at the moment, but you've, and has been for a while, but that, they try, she tries to meld that with that big pop sing. And um, I like that she's trying to do that. I also like the, the certain the ethos and the, and the intention of God in a dress, which is laudatory towards women and quite rightly too. I really like that. I also love um, how you leave a man. Some of it, I don't like the chorus as much because I've heard it before, but I do like it that it's an Indian pop meld. And when you can do that really well, and some people do, that's beautifully done. Um, Jake Shears has done that quite well with his first solo album, certainly second one's a different kettle of fish. But the guitar here with How You Leave A Man really spits nicely, which is good. There's a bit of um, gospel with there's nothing more human than failure. And if we can have a discussion around that, then that would be great. Rather than having self-help books that people can buy, let's have a discussion around it where nobody makes any money, for instance. So that would be good. It's a bit a bit gospel, this actually. There is a kind of confessional chat. It does sound a bit different to what's around at the moment. That's something I really want. I want something that's different to what the other things I hear in the pop genre at the moment. I really quite like Say My Name as well. It's got a chart vocal, which I don't mind because the synths are bubbly. There's a syncopated beat. I like that very much. But as the album goes on, and continues, I tend to think that it conforms to what we've heard at the moment. So we've got, we have got a bluesy R&B type stomp on the track, Eat Shit and Die. I mean, I, I like the title. It's got matinee idle strings to bring us in. And that's something that you don't often hear these days. There's a bit of glam in it as well, which I rather like. But then you've got tracks later on in the album like Divorce with that kind of plaintive, hurt vocal, that's the way it sounds to me, and that kind of pop usualness, if I can use that word, if it is a word, it is now, usualness. There's more of an urgent beat to enjoy yourself, but we've heard the chorus, that poppy chorus again, and there's that confessional chart vocal again on Already Broken. That title as well just is the kind of title I would hear in or see and is around in confessional pop. And I've heard it so much that you, I, people and me tend to think, oh yeah, confessional pop, yeah, that's what happens. Well, actually, it's not just that, is it? It actually is a real issue. And if we're gonna talk about it, that would be great. Rather than just look at it and say, okay, it's there. So that has a, it's got strings and all of that, but that, confessional vocal doesn't really it really conforms which is a shame because just before it you've got mirror mirror which has a it has a chat which is which again is a kind of unburdening but the lounge jazz and that kind of um that kind of a bit of a bit of a sort of rappy backing a kind of hip-hop backing i suppose a bit of a dance backing really but it is something a bit different and i'm looking for that there are two things First thing is I'm looking for something that makes me think, oh, you booked the trend. Because that takes a lot of guts to do that. 
And half this album does that, which is great. The other thing I'm looking for is a real discussion about where we are at the moment with the glorification of sadness. Half the album does that, I think. The other half, I'm not so sure. That's a shame. Again, I'll just remind you, not how do you feel, what do you think? That's where we should be. Unfortunately, it's been how do you feel for far too long. And that kind of confessional pop, just, it feeds into that. And I don't really like it. So I think that Paloma Faith is a fantastic artist. I think she's done a fantastic, I think she's got a fantastic body of work. I think there is something slightly different about her, but not as much as there used to be these days. And that's a shame. Because I think that we need artists who stand against what's in the charts at the moment and get in the charts because they do that. I think Paloma Faith used to do that. I'm not so sure if she does now. However, I, this album's a step in the right direction yet again. But it's only a step. And I could have done with two steps, really. Ta-ta.